Welcome back to 7525. Last time we were on, we talked about retirement and I think we mostly talked about hobbies and making sure you have hobbies so you have something going on outside of work so that when it comes to retirement, you know what you enjoy doing or you have something you enjoy doing. Which you might not be doing a lot of, so we thought today we'd focus more on like what retirement can look like and how you can be more successful with it. Um, one of the first things that we think is maybe important to do is to prep yourself for retirement. Um, I don't think anybody really thinks about that. I've heard guys tell me that like they don't even think they'll make it to retirement, so they haven't bothered thinking about it. Yeah, and then, you know, the golden question, but what if you do? And then they look at you like you're crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think it's, re- it's, it's important to prep for retirement. So what does that look like? So retirement might look like 401k, <laughs> something we're not going to have. <laughs> That's what I was thinking about the other day. It was like, I'm going to have to work oh. forever. <laughs> We actually can get on that. We need to. Yeah, we do. We do. Okay. So what does retirement look like? We have discussed this and, you know, we've discussed this with different first responders. um, And a big thing we came up with is, you know, obviously the hobbies thing and having something to do when you leave that first responder world, of course, um, the culture switch the identity, um, the the outlook, I think the filter that you have mm-hmm. out in the civilian world. Entering the world as a civilian, like you have that, that preset filter that you've been using for mm-hmm. however long. I am, insert, position, sheriff, mm-hmm. Leo. And that's not there. Not that that like is taken away, but I do think that it, it's different when you hit retirement. Yeah, I think there's there's a specific mindset you have when you're a first responder that you don't necessarily need to carry with you when you retire. And it's probably healthy if I wouldn't say you have to drop the entire mindset. You know, it's always going to be part of you, but it'd probably be healthy to drop a bit of it. Like, do you take notes on, you know, oh, this person doesn't have tags. Like when I'm working tomorrow, I'll find that car. I don't know. And that's a fairly simple example, but you catch my drift. And that person looks, you know, living here in California. Tags are really expensive. So, you know. (laughs) My mom said that about my neighbor, actually. She was like, do they always park there? I was like, yeah. Well, they don't have tags. Do you know them? (laughs) Jeez. I just thought it was funny because I don't look for people's tags. No. So I was like, you would. You you're, would look at their tags. You're not a first responder, so that makes sense. It's not something we normally think about. Like, and she she wears bifocals. How do you even see that, lady? <laughs> Sticker's tiny. <laughs> Anyways, but s- switching your mindsets could be a big thing. That's that's one thing we've, we've heard a lot, too. Time, I think, is one of the biggest things. And we talked about that a little bit before. You're used to running you know a thousand miles an hour and then you hit retirement and guess what now you get to sleep but if you're not used to it and you haven't built up your 
your sleep routine and you're not sleeping well. Then you're tinkering out in the garage or doing things in the house like building an Ikea furniture piece and waking everybody up because you broke it in the middle of the night. Yeah, that sounds like you, but... um, I heard a guy telling me that the other day and I was like, so do you think building Ikea furniture at 3 a.m. was a good idea? Or a good idea at all. Yeah, I mean... But definitely not at 3 a.m. because you can't sleep. Yeah, but you don't you don't want to wait until retirement to try to work on your sleep and be sleeping two to four hours a night. And then you have, you know, 20, 22 hours in the day to, in your mind, kill now because you don't have to go to work. You don't have reports to do. You don't have paperwork. You don't have training. You don't have post-classes. You don't have any of that shit to worry about anymore. So now what? Way too much time on your hand. Then you stir the shit. Start fights. And hopefully not go to the gym for four hours. You know? Who has time for that? Yeah. So prepping prepping for that and for your time is really important. Well, I think it all goes hand in hand. Like, are you prepping for yourself? Are you prepping for your family? Are you working on what other roles that you're going to be playing? Like, are you, are you contributing to those roles now? Because if you're only contributing to your role as a first responder and then you go and retire and now you have no other roles that you really put into throughout the years it could be really hard I think I see guys who are forced into retirement not necessarily by their own choice but maybe there was like a work-related injury or something like that and now they're not that that first responder anymore and they get really stuck on like in the middle of a session they'll be like I'm, I'm a sheriff or something like that and then they stop and realize like I'm not and you could just mm-hmm. see their mood tank because they realize that they're not I mean they are it's like you said it's always Mm -hmm. a part of their identity but not having that like those other things could be kind of life-shattering I think for some guys or or gals I say guys in general yeah (laughs) it should it should never be your sole identity Mm -hmm. um but I think it's so easy to let it be your sole identity when you work so many hours, right? And a lot of that stuff is, I'm not going to say volunteer, but you sign up for that over time, right? Unless you're Cal Fire right now. Yeah, and Uh you're forced. (laughs) But, you know, whether it's... Or unless you're like, you know what? I'm going to join SWAT. Oh, yeah. Or I'm going to join this special unit. Yeah, special unit. I'm going (laughs) to sit on a wiretap for the next three weeks straight. Or this is my flex time. Yeah. I'm just, you know. Yeah. In some cases, maybe people are... You know, whether it's chosen or not, signing up for too much stuff. Yeah. Either way, you're probably working way too much and not putting in time for those other roles. Mm hmm. It's it's good to create that, um, create some transition time. The last uh, the last plan, retirement plan I made with someone, we made a full on plan like this is going to be the schedule and it may sound tedious, but this is going to be the schedule you have when you retire. So for X amount of hours a day, from this to this, you're doing this. From this to this, you're doing this. Mm-hmm. So when he first retired, he had a full busy schedule to where he was kind of like, it's like working 40 hours a week, but he's like, from this time to this time, he's babysitting grandkids. From this time to this time, he's doing work woodworking. From this time to this time, he's at the gym. He's very much going to stick to that schedule and slowly decrease that schedule over time and then allow himself more flexibility so that his brain can slowly let go of that schedule and be okay with it to get to the point to where he can say, oh, what do I want to do today? Mm-hmm. And be comfortable with it rather than like, holy shit, I'm retired. I'm no longer in law enforcement. 
and this sucks. Yeah, and I think especially, and not just law enforcement, but anybody, if you work a 40-plus hour a week job for your whole life or your adult life, and then you try to go into doing nothing, you're going to lose your mind. Like, the thought of me quitting my job right now or, like, even when I go to retire and not doing anything kind of gives me anxiety. The thought of retiring gives me anxiety, Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, it does. But, like, all that free time, like, that's just not what you're used to. Even if you contribute to your other roles and, like, doing fun Mm -hmm. shit and traveling and having hobbies, like, I have all of that, but I'm still like, whoo, that's a lot of freaking free time. I even notice it now. If I have a week off, I'm like, I'm ready to go back to work. Like being yeah. sick last week was terrible. Yeah, um, was. I was ready to go back to work. Yeah. I tried to work <laughs> while sick. Yeah. And I had to tell someone, can I call you right back? Because I think my soup is going to come up. Ew. <laughs> I, I know. I know. Oh, and remember the document I sent out that I was typing next to the toilet? Oh, yeah. It wasn't a good document? No. Shouldn't have worked while doing that. Yeah, so moral of the story, please don't work while you're sick. You're not going to be effective, and somebody's yes. going to have to fix your shit. Yes, that <laughs> is what happened, but I was so, I wanted to go back to work so bad. And it wasn't even that I really wanted to work. It was like, you know, when you're sick and you just want some normalcy, and like, if you're kind of back at work, you start to feel kind of normal. Mm-hmm. I had high hopes. Yeah. I had high hopes. But anyways... But, it, but even like normal, not necessarily that you want to do your job. But yeah, like going back to normal, your brain definitely knows what feels normal. You get up, you go to work on this day and this day and this day at this time. And when mm-hmm. you're not doing that, your brain's like, what the hell am I supposed to be doing right now? Your system craves that homeostasis. It is Monday. I'm supposed to be doing this. And it will tell you that. Like at this mm-hmm. time, I would be going to court or at this time, I would be cleaning something or going to a meeting or responding to a bazillion emails because you have those schedules and you have to create mm-hmm. a new schedule for retirement or i know i'm retired and it's three o'clock in the morning but i can never sleep at three o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. all yeah. those little, little habits are super hard to break if you're not paying attention and working on it ahead of time and just just don't wait don't wait till retirement to start living because behaviors take a long time to change. Why wait till retirement to start living? And that, and if you retire and say like maybe you're the older person in the group or something happening, you're forced into retirement. And all of your buddies are still working. You're gonna definitely be reminded of like, oh, so and so and so and so are responding to this right now. Like mm-hmm. uh, guys that like have like um. Well, now they have apps on their phone where you can listen to like dispatch and like local calls going around here. Mm-hmm. And they'll be listening to that. I'm like, I know who's responding to that right now. And I'm like, don't do that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't sit and work up your system. And it, I mean, it doesn't mean that you can't still hang out with those guys. It doesn't mean that you can't still hear about law enforcement or fire or whatever it is. It just doesn't mean you. You have to completely cut off that side of your life. But, you know, looking for some type of balance and allowing yourself to be retired and enjoy retirement. Mm -hmm. Find some balance. I mean, there's some people who who retire, but, you know, they're not like, fuck that. I'm never going back to it. Mm -hmm. I'm done. You know, maybe they still like what they do and they become a background investigator. <laughs> I was just thinking right? that. You know, you're still kind maybe of Maybe they it. do that. They're kind of there, but they go golfing a lot. Or they go um, to the beach for months on end. Right? We're just uh, teasing, teasing someone that 
we do actually like he's a great guy but maybe you find you know something like that you do that's kind of still in the field but you're able to make your own hours and go golfing a lot and go to the beach a lot Uh, be able to say no I think if you can find some way to kind of work for mm-hmm. yourself, if possible, you know, set that own schedule. So if you want to go on those vacations, but also being careful to not be like going from one full time job as a first responder to another full time job as a different type of first responder. You're, you're not actually retiring if you're doing that, I think. Yeah. Or maybe you go teach post classes here and there or teach at an academy part time. I've seen people do that plenty of times and yeah go go be a firearms instructor and maybe you do that here and there part-time and you enjoy it and that's that's great we're not saying you know completely get out of your field if that's something you enjoy then then awesome go and go and do that Mm. at the same time make sure you're enjoying your retirement you're having fun you're enjoying your family I definitely think that you should start thinking about things things like way before you go into retirement, though, because I think if you go from retirement and have nothing planned, you are setting, can be setting yourself up for failure, you know. You might be an angry bird. Definitely an angry bird. Mm-hmm. Too much free time. I don't, yeah. You know, even if you're like, I'm not going to go back to work, I'm going to travel, well, have, start thinking about like, where are you going to travel when you retire? You know, what are those big trips that you're going to take? Are you saving up for those now? Or are you just hoping that somehow money's magically going to fall into your lap? That, and if you plan on traveling, have you taken a small trip recently? Because you may take a small trip and notice that you actually don't like driving for hours and sitting in silence and getting somewhere and then just sitting. Yeah. Because I've tried to sit and relax on a beach and after 30 minutes, I'm like, all right, what are we doing? Oh, yeah. Because this sucks. I don't like to just sit. If I'm going to do something for fun, I need to be doing yeah something I can't just sit Mm -hmm. but it sounded nice before I tried it (laughs) you know so don't think okay in retirement I'm gonna do this I've never done it but it sounds nice Mm -hmm. go start trying some stuff out because you might realize you actually hate it or or you love it who knows but maybe start trying it out yeah or like going back to like we talked about buying all the toys and then maybe you go and use that toy and you're like holy shit this is not cool or you know if it's a super I don't know what word I'm looking for like super hard on your body like something that requires a lot of effort and you're like oh shit my back can't take this anymore like maybe you need to practice some of that stuff I want rollerblades so bad but I'm so scared if I fall I'll just break (laughs) I was you're gonna break a wrist so please don't do that I know I really think I would um but it sounds like a lot of fun but I can what you get those things with like the walkers, but I could get it with wheels on the bottom and like, I don't know. Anyways. They have those like at skating rinks if you're learning. Yeah, It's yeah. like a little walker and you could like push it along, make sure you don't like. And no, I have no shame. Like if that's how I could enjoy rollerblades, where do yeah. I get one of those? Because <laughs> rollerblades are so cool. Your husband could probably create one. That's true. He can, ma- he can make me something really cool. Now I'm going to think about this because I just, I just love rollerblading. I knew somebody who broke their tailbone rollerblading. Uh-huh. They Are fell backwards. Serious? Yeah. Was it a kid or an adult? No, it was a kid. Like growing up, she broke her tailbone. Oh, dang. Uh-huh. That sounds painful. I still want to do it. Yeah, I'm just saying. But that sounds painful. I still want to get a bike too, just because you said it. I know it's your fault. Now yeah. I want one. 
Or like boating. Like what if you're you haven't been boating and like all of a sudden you have motion sickness? Like boating, water, movement, not my thing. It's just not gonna happen. Yeah. It's it's good to try these things out. Who knows? Maybe I put rollerblades on and I'm like, oh <laughs> never mind. <laughs> but try these things out before you rely on it being your plan. And then it all goes to hell in a handbasket. Yeah, and you're like, dang it, what do I like? Back to that fun board we discussed. Figure those things out now. Start working through it now. What do you enjoy? Actually try it. Who knows? Maybe you find some stuff that you like that you never thought of or, yeah, you know, that you thought you didn't like and you like. Mm-hmm. We started knitting in our early 20s. Who'd have thunk? <laughs> Super fun. I miss it. I know. That was actually a lot of fun. Or sewing. Yeah, sewing is a lot of fun. I can name a lot of things that we like to do. We just don't do them anymore. That's sad. Don't be like us. <laughs> I, To be honest, I don't think my hands could take knitting anymore. I think I could. Maybe for small amounts of time with some cortisone shots. <laughs> so um, so what she's saying is, is take care of your body too so you could actually go and do that shit when I it's I know. I need retirement. to call that hand specialist actually and see see what I can do about that because I actually do like knitting Um, but try those things out before retirement start building that up and if you already have a retirement plan and you haven't tried those things go and try them out and make sure it's actually going to work for you another thing that I think is important to think about is um, prepping your family for retirement oh yeah you know, you're actually going to be around them when you retire. So maybe you might want to tell them what your plans are or maybe see what your spouse's plans are, or your kids' plans are, you know, especially when they're not used to you being around. And I don't like this is not to be an asshole thing to say, but if you're gone a lot, they typically have their own routine. Like life has to continue on when you're not there. And if you're gone for long periods of time, you know, things still have to happen. And then all of a sudden you're home and you're disrupting their routine. Well, and honestly, I'm thinking like if you're if you're prepping your family for it, especially like your kids, like my dad's retiring. Mm-hmm. I've only known my parents in law enforcement. Yeah. Right. So they may be retiring from, you know, a 30 year career in their life and they're in their 50s. Right. Mm -hmm. So this wasn't their entire life, but this was my entire life. Oh, yeah. So to see them step away from that to to me, it is a huge part of their identity. So to walk in my dad's office and see none of our pictures on the wall, all of his stuff down was actually really upsetting. So prepping your family is very important. It's not just to me. It wasn't just like his job. It was like a whole identity and a lot of what our family a lot of what our life and how we were raised was was built around Mm -hmm. you know I look at officers walking in that department and I know fucking damn well that I've been in that department way more than they have ever been in that department yeah I was there way longer than they've been there right not working there but you know yeah probably before they were fucking born I was in that department so it's weird to think that when my dad retires, I will never step in that department again. Yeah. You're losing part of your identity or your kids or your spouse are losing some of that too, just as much as you are when you retire. Yeah. It's a weird thing to think about. Like, you know, right now I know, I don't know like details of what goes on in that department, but I know like 
you know, if they have a difficult call, I can take stuff to the PD or if something's going on, like I, I can do something or I, I know about it or like I knew they were getting a new parking, a new gate around their structure before most people knew. It's just stuff that I'm used to knowing that obviously I'm not going to know about. So it's not going to feel like part of my life anymore. And I think that's going to go for, you know, anyone in my family. None of us are going to have that inside that somewhat of an inside, not like stuff we're not supposed to know, of course, but none of us are going to have that inside anymore. So it's changing for all of us. So I think it's important to to prep your family. And my dad and I have had numerous conversations about him retiring, what that's going to look like, what his plans for retirement are afterwards, you know, and then you have to be careful of, you know, how you support each other with that. Cause obviously his retirement is not about me. Yeah. So I can't be like, Oh, you took my picture down. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but at the same time, I think it's, it's a little different for all of us and you still have to remain supportive through it all. Well, and it's, similar to a mourning or a grieving mm-hmm. experience you guys are losing not losing you're choosing to move on to the next chapter but that doesn't mean it's not sad that doesn't mean it's not hard because you're going from I am to I was yeah and that's a hard transition because you have to eventually place that I was with something else I am now uh-huh. this and figuring out what that is going to look like it affects the whole family system. Yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be very interesting. And, you know, my mom's retirement is probably not going to be long after his. Mm-hmm. Right? My mom's always worked so much. It's going to be it's going to be weird to see her not work. Yeah. I think she's going to read like a shit ton of books. <laughs> That's like good. she's going to turn into a reading queen. I already see it. I feel like this she will has benefit set up us. her reading corner. She <laughs> could read buy all the books and then recycle them to us. It's going right? to be great for us. <laughs> Or like maybe we could tell her, can you read all these books and give us like the cliff notes? What do you think is good? What do you Sticky think is notes. not good? We'll buy you all like highlighters um, and shit. Yeah, we're not going to have time until we retire. Um, Help us out here. <laughs> right? Uh, but it, it's going to be very different and change for the whole family. And there's going to be some really good things. Like, you know, my parents live down the street from me and they think like, oh, you have babysitters down the street. No, I fucking don't. No, they work My parents ten. work like 60 fucking hours. No, they're tired. Mm-hmm. They're tired. They have shit going on. They don't want to be greeted by a four and a six-year-old right when they get home from dealing with fucking assholes. Yeah. No offense to all you civilians out there. Um, but <laughs> that's just how it is, right? So, I mean, the, I think the plus side is they'll probably be able to see the grandkids more and they'll be able to do their own things more just like anybody else that retires. I think it is very important to prep your family and maybe I'm thinking that right now because my family's going through that and I'm noticing how important it is to prep your family but I could see that being important for any family like the guy I just had retire. He's he is spending a whole lot more time with his grandkids. Which is great. And he loves it. That's mm-hmm. like one of the things he was most excited about. He was like, I'm going to babysit, <laughs> you know, but he also prepped his daughter for that. Like, hey, can I can I be one of your babysitters, <laughs> mm-hmm. which I thought was awesome of him to ask. And he was like, you know, I'm this many months away. I'm this many weeks away. Like, hey, it's really close. Hey, we just had the dinner. I'm so excited to, you know, be one of your babysitters. Yeah. And he, he was even researching stuff his granddaughter likes because he was like oh I gotta learn about Peppa Pig and just all this 
this life transition and it is a life transition that you're making and you're prepping your stuff for new areas because guess what now you don't have to know vehicle codes yeah because what the fuck is that going to do for your granddaughter you just need to know the songs to sesame street right (laughs) (laughs) but i think it is also going to like making it exciting though too right Mm -hmm. because you can have two different mindsets of like fuck i'm retiring and i'm losing what am i going to do with my time versus you know taking it like your guy did of going wow i get to do all of these things that i wasn't capable or didn't have the time for then Mm-hmm. And, and going and making it fun, making it something for you to look forward to. Yeah. And then still reminding yourself that, you know, yes, you're transitioning into a new space of your life, but you still always have the option of doing something that connects you back to what you had in a sense, whether mm-hmm. you decide to teach a class for posts, like we were saying, or you decide to do something with the academy, or do you decide to do EMS, CPR, a that. podcast. We have a guy that, you know, was just speaking yeah. at a retreat we helped with the other day and he's retired and he started a podcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, there's just different, different things you can do that if you still want to be linked to that community, you, you can still do it and that's okay. And if you choose not to, that's okay. That's too. okay. And even if you don't, you know, I know that there's like dinners and things like that that typically support departments and and doing things like that. So you still feel connected to your community. Mm -hmm. I think it's important, though, to not tell your brain this is over. Yeah. Because it's not over. There's always an option, right? Mm -hmm. You can tell your brain, I'm moving on for now, but I always have options. I can come back and coming back might look different and I may make different choices. And, you know, maybe it's a podcast, maybe it's a firearms instructor Maybe it's doing something at the academy. Maybe it's speaking, you know, um, but I can come back to something if I want. I can be part of this community should I choose to, mm-hmm. but right now I'm transitioning. Yeah, it's a lot easier to transition when you have something to look forward to, though. Yeah, I think it's easier to transition when you have something to look forward to and also when you're not telling your brain, this is done. Yeah. This is done and I can never come back. I have no options. Yeah, but, you know, it goes back to pre-planning and prepping for retirement and you know I would say like not even waiting for like a year is a good amount of time I think you know you can really start making those Mm -hmm. transitions in your last one to two years but I think you should be thinking about it even like at the beginning of your career not that you're like oh I can't wait to get out of here but you know what is that going to look like because you especially being a first Mm -hmm. responder you don't know what your career is going to look like all it takes is one bad one bad thing to happen and it can be all over and you can be somebody who went in at 21 and be done at 30 because yeah. of an injury or something like that and if you're not thinking God forbid. about hopefully not, we, not we do not hope that but no, we don't but that's the reality of yeah. it and not having any idea of like okay what is my plan b or c or d if something was to happen what can i do in mm-hmm. case that does because especially if you go out way before you planned on it my guess is, is that your mental health is probably going to be a little screwed up and it's going to be even worse if you didn't think about that kind of stuff. And now you're sitting at home with an injury or feeling like you've been forced away from the career that you didn't want to leave at that point. Mm-hmm. And you have nothing to fill that time with except thinking about that. Bottom line, you are more than a badge. Absolutely. You are a human. <laughs> you're a human. You're a, you're a dad. You're a spouse. You're a son a daughter whatever you are you're more than the badge you wear the department you work for whatever it is you're doing you're more than a career Mm -hmm. you're more than a title so it's always good to have something outside of that oh yeah 
and contributing to those titles or roles now like you get to be those things now in conjunction or in combination mm -hmm. with your role as a first responder so go to your kids' games, you know, go take your wife out or spouse, whoever, whatever it is, out on a date, you mm -hmm. know, contribute to those roles now. So they are full and healthy and strong when it's time to head into that because you're going to have a lot more time. Speaking of spouses, <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, when you're retiring, it might be good, especially, you know, if you have a stay-at-home spouse or your spouse is retiring at the same time, whatever it is, might be good to sit down and have that conversation about how those roles are going to change Oh yeah. at home. Well, it was like I was talking about earlier. They have a routine. Mm -hmm. You know, they have a way of living. And if you're there all the time, doesn't matter what your job was, any retirement and you're home all the time and you don't have a solid like foundation, mm -hmm. those issues are going to be coming up like front and center. And I think we've heard that too. Yes. And even... Even if you have a great marriage and you went from being, you know, working 60 hours a week to your home all the time now, well, maybe you didn't clean the house as much before, but you're probably going to, you're probably going to have to kick it up a notch now. Right. Or having both of you guys retire generally the same time and both of you guys are home. Cause I think you could have that buffer uh -huh. space if one of you retires early and then you have like two or three years to like address to that. But if you're somebody who same age and you guys are retiring around the same time, um, mm -hmm. that's a lot of together time. I love my husband, but I don't know that I'd want to be with him 24-7. <laughs> I need some outside hobbies. Are you kidding? Me and Kyber are still like, what do you want to do today? And he's like, I want to play video games. I'm like, awesome. I want to go get a pedicure. Right? Like having that outside We time. still love our alone time. So right. <laughs> that is always going to happen. I feel like that's really important. But yeah, planning for that and being okay with having a conversation about it. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, so uh, we're retiring. What is that going to look like? You know, and maybe that's not how you talk because we're therapists and you're likely not. Um, but ho however, you decide to communicate that. But having a plan for what that retirement is going to look like and checking in with each other to see how much alone time you require to be happy because that is different for everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like I just think about cleaning the most. I <laughs> I had like the first retired couple I worked with. There was the the wife who like took care of the ranch and everything and was home all the time because mm -hmm. the ranch was the business and uh, the husband was a firefighter and he re retired and was like just wanted to wake up and have breakfast, lunch, dinner ready all the time and have the house cleaned all the time. And oh. she was like, I work 14 hour days on this ranch. We have an issue. And we yeah. had to <laughs> slowly work out like, hey, like we get you retired, but like this is your home, your home now. Now you help take care of the home. Yeah. And maybe you don't run home like you run the station or wherever you work too, you know, because everybody knows their roles when they're at work. You have a job and you know what your job is and you mm -hmm. get it done. And that just is what it is. Home. Well, my thing is like, especially when it comes to cleaning, like have you took, have you shat in that toilet? <laughs> yes. Have you ever cleaned it? No, we have an issue. Oh yeah. Actually, that's how we actually uh, came down to the house cleaner. We, cause we have a house cleaner now that yeah. comes every Friday and it's amazing. Just so everyone knows, I highly recommend it. At first Kyber was like, well, um, what, maybe once a month. And I'm like, dude, have you ever cleaned a toilet? He's like, no. Okay. Well, I have six days off a month. There's four bathrooms in this house. Come on. 
there's four people shitting in this four bathroom house and I'm off six days a week. Help me out here. And then he was like, okay, yeah, yeah. Let's get that cleaner. Thank you. I'm okay with you saying you're not going to do it, but let's make a plan. So maybe you retire and you can afford a cleaner. I don't know, but it's good to communicate and what roles you're going to be doing. Yeah. Communicate those roles for those things that still have to be done. Yeah. Compromise, make a plan. My husband was very honest. I'm not going to clean a 20. Okay. Let's get a house cleaner. Okay. There's our comp- there's our compromise. Honestly, if he cleaned it, I probably would have said it's not good enough anyway. So we it was a really good compromise. We're both really happy with the decision. I'm the one that doesn't want to clean toilets, but that's besides the point. <laughs> I just got tired of it. Right? Like ah, uh, six days off a month. Like I have to take. I don't want to clean a out. toilet for it. Yeah. Right. Well, with that many people in the house using toilets too. You can't do, you can't clean your toilets once a month. Oh no. That's gross. That is gross. You're cleaning it every, like, at least three of your days off you're cleaning toilets. Oh yeah. <laughs> so the house cleaner is a gym. wiping down something. Um, uh-huh. But anyways, back to the point, you know, going know. through. Really like cleaning. <laughs> what are those roles going to look like? What are you guys going to do for free time, you know? Because if you or your spouse is used to more alone time and all of a sudden, your home or she's home or whoever it is is home and that's getting taken away it's probably going to cause some problems or you know think about personalities too there won't, might be one spouse who's completely okay with being that homebody is cool with just hanging out on the couch with you mm-hmm. or without you and you know maybe you're not that person maybe you're like I want to go out and do things and now you have the time to do it and you want to do it with your spouse that's things that you guys are going to have to hash out like where yeah. is that my poor Medium. parents. I'm gonna have to update everyone on my parents because my mom's a homebody and my dad's like, go, go, go. Uh huh. Oh yeah. It's gonna be interesting. They're gonna be up in wine country a lot. <laughs> or he's gonna be at our office. I think shit. if there's a winery involved, she'll be down. Yeah. But yeah, he might be coming here often. That's fine. Yeah. I'm gonna give him things to do and be like, I need a coffee today. I have a really I need bad a headache. Coffee. I need this fixed. There's a stain in my carpet. I don't know. Yeah. We, we Maybe will, I'll we fuck will find up my things. paint on purpose and ask him to come and fix it. We'll find things to help my mom out. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe we need to help your mom escape and tell her she can just come sit in your recliner. So, you know. <laughs> if we can get her to leave the house. <laughs> she seriously has a whole reading, like, nook set up in I'm her jealous. bedroom. But it's nice. They have a nice house to be able to do that. Yeah, so. But Again, planning for retirement. She has so many books that she's just waiting to retire to read. That none of them have been cracked. She's just, they're well, stacking up. Yeah. And when she, she retires, she's going to hit the road running. Yeah. And by that, I mean sitting in her reading nook. Well, I mean, when you spend that many years going and uh-huh. now being responsible for other people and having very fast-paced, high-intensity job, mm-hmm. like, it makes sense. But... Then on the other hand, I know plenty of guys who are like, I can't wait to retire so I could go do X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, have you told your wife that you want to go and do these things? Because yeah, does she want to? Yeah. <laughs> Those are good things to communicate, though. I'm, yeah. I like going much more than my husband does. And I mean, again, you have conversations with that. And oftentimes I'll go and I'm like, okay, I'm going to take the girls. You stay here and enjoy the quiet house. Mm-hmm. And we're going to go have fun. Oh, yeah. And that's okay. Communication is going to be key on this part. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, one other thing is that you might want to talk about it or think about is the culture shift. I think we touched about on it a little bit earlier of going from like being a first responder to technically being a civilian. What is that going to look like for you? And how are you going to help your brain adjust to that? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, are you are you hyper focusing on things? I think your dad and your mom and you will probably always fight over that corner seat in a restaurant if you go somewhere. But I always give it to my dad, just to be fair. I know, but I'm just saying. But if know. I'm with my husband, I get it. Yeah. Are you know how are you going to handle? It sounds stupid, but little things like that will start to creep in. Those are super ingrained behaviors, or you know, mm-hmm. like we talked about the sleep. You know, if you have a 2 p.m. to a 2 a.m. shift, like, how are you going to start helping your body readjust to a normal, like, people typically go to bed, like, around 10 and get up, like, at 7 or whatever, normal people stuff, civilians. Yeah. Like, how are you going to change that? Yeah. Or even how you talk to people, like. How you talk to people. Command presence. Yeah, you don't necessarily need that command presence all the time. Or being able to wear jeans and a firefighter t-shirt. (laughs) she's just taking all the jabs at my dad right now Uh, (laughs) you know you know I love you it's fine (laughs) I think in general it's it's being able to and being comfortable with having a cooled system during the day and being aware that you do not have to have that adrenaline up you don't have to have that heightened awareness do I think it's safe to have that to an extent I'm just gonna say yes I'm not saying like we're not saying throw sand. it out the door you know and think that the world is all of a sudden shitting rainbows and it's going to be amazing or anything um but can you relax your system a little do you have Probably. to be on all the time yeah hyper vigilant maybe in some situations like at the mall okay i can see that but like driving around town do you need to be scoping out the cars Pro- probably not or Just- making phone calls to people at the station after you've retired because i heard that <laughs> Yeah, hey, I just saw this. (laughs) Yeah, just trying to relax, letting your system actually cool down, enjoy your retirement, not working because you don't have to. If you're retired, you're retired. Let your brain be retired too. Let your body be retired. And maybe that cooling of your system will happen over time and you look for things to cool your system. And we've talked about coping skills before, you know, but doing different things that help you to relax. And maybe it's woodworking. Maybe it's, you know, getting a workout done in the morning. Maybe it's eating healthy. Maybe it's reading, comedy, whatever. Whatever hobbies you pick up or get to start enjoying again, using those things to cool your system. Maybe that helps with that mindset over time as well. Yeah. I think you get programmed into being your job you know there's your program to arrive at a certain time your program to interact with people in a certain way your program to stay and push through things and you are going to have to figure out how can you transition and reprogram some of those things that have been really ingrained into you mm-hmm. I think trying to do it abruptly and just retiring without having that plan is can be really difficult just prepping for that overall is important and Letting your system take some time to cool down. It's not going to happen overnight. Oh, it's, yeah. it's definitely going to take some time. You know, and some of that is going to be surroundings. So maybe you don't empty your office at work and take it home and cover all of your walls in it. 
Maybe you have one little area that you hang a couple of things that are important to you and the rest goes in storage. Did you have a conversation with your dad about that? Well, I, I, okay, so I did because he was putting everything in boxes and it kind of irritated me because I was like, oh, you're just going to like put everything away. Like that's, this is all of your accomplishments throughout the years. You have to put everything in a fucking box. So I was, yeah. was kind of irritated. So some of the stuff is in my office um most of it is boxed up and there's some like knick-knacky things um especially things like we got him as gifts throughout mm-hmm. the years for like father's day and shit um that he hung on a wall I th- there's one wall that he put some stuff he sent you the picture yeah so there's, that's why there's, i wondered if he had the yeah, conversation with there's him. one wall where he has like some knick-knacky stuff but it's not like all of his like plaques and medals and shit it's not it's not a war wall yeah there's some knick-knacky stuff He's not hanging uniforms and badges and so I think there's there's a balance to it. I don't necessarily think and to each their own, but I don't think it's healthy to have like a full room of that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if you want to put some stuff up and your career was important to you and it's still something you closely relate to you uh, and it's it's not triggering for you and there's just some stuff you like. Yeah, sure. Put some stuff up. But to cover your house in it and to walk in and be immediately brought back to work all the time and yeah. your adrenaline shoots up and you notice your palms are sweating, then maybe you reel back. All that and also thinking about like what types of thoughts are you thinking about when you see these things? Mm-hmm. Cause you're obviously going to have the adrenaline response, but like kind of going, what is playing through my head when I see these things? You know, if mm-hmm. you got an award for responding to a really shitty call and when you see that re- award, you don't think, like, oh, that was cool. I got that award. You think of the shitty call. Like, maybe that's not something you hang up versus like what you're saying, like a gift. You know, when your dad mm-hmm. looks at those things, he's probably thinking, oh, my kids got that for me. Not, oh, yeah, that was because yeah. I dealt with a really crappy thing. Um, you know, what what's being triggered for you when you see those things hanging up in your in your house? Is it good emotions or thoughts or is it going and reminding you? especially if you are struggling with that transition from working to retirement, is it just reminding you and like a little stab in the heart, like, oh, I'm not working anymore. Mm -hmm. If it is, then maybe you think about taking it down and not that you're chucking it out in the trash, but maybe you, you need to take it down for a little while so you can work through whatever you got going on and then maybe you put it back up. Allow yourself that space to transition in your brain some time to connect to the stage of life you're entering before you bring that stuff out and try that again either way just check in with yourself and see how that stuff is making you feel Mm -hmm. and explaining to your family what you're doing too because they need to be in the loop you know I think if you've grown up like you were saying in a first responder family you guys all know that transition is going to come and it's going to affect you but I think it is good to kind of prep your family for how you are specifically feeling about that transition Oh, yeah. Me and my sister were going to get my dad this huge, like, marble blue line flag with, like, chief blah, 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 his name on there. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom was like, don't get that shit. I don't want to hang that huge thing in my house. Where am I going to put that? And I was like, I didn't I didn't think about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we got him something else instead. <laughs> well, what did we get him? Oh, we got him a huge griddle that he was very excited about. Yeah. Well, he's transitioning really into that papa yes. dad stage yes, of like is. getting to cook for everybody, which I know he's super stoked about or just spending time with you guys. Yeah. So it's it's good to it's good to check in with each other to yeah. just 
just to see that you're all on the same track and honestly whatever we get him he's going to put up because he, does, he doesn't want to hurt anyone's feelings yeah and I'd, I'd rather get him something he's going to enjoy and is uh fits the direction of his life or fits the direction of my mom's life rather than they're putting something up even though they're like ugh, there's that there's that reminder, reminder you know of, i'm not that anymore but felicia will be happy that i hung it up right <laughs> no i think at the end of the day you guys owe it to yourselves to be able to enjoy the retirement that you have worked a very long career for and even if it wasn't a long career you still put a ton into it while you were working Mm -hmm. so being able to have something set up and be successful and feel happy and and content and and like not be racking your brain or going stir crazy you know it's it's healthy you deserve that right to have that yeah but it's not going to just fall into your lap I think it's easy to kind of just ignore it and pretend that it's not coming yeah and then all of a sudden it hits you like a freight train yeah prep for it and prep your family for it because you may not think about it but your family puts a lot into your career too Mm -hmm. so prepping the whole family system for that retirement is important what's up with your face I was just thinking like that's like (laughs) one of the biggest things honestly is like yeah prep for yourself but prep for your family because man having that much free time like you know I think it's kind of like one of those things where well, everybody free time is and a walking on culture shift, right? Like walking on eggshells. Like, I don't, I don't know what, like, are you, are you home? Are you not home? Like, what are you doing today? Like, do I ask mm-hmm. you what you're doing today? Like, cause I'm used to you going to work at this time and I'm used to be, and like, you know, I think we've talked about this a little bit, you know, like if things aren't so great and they're used to walking on eggshells around you and then all of a sudden you're home all the time, helping your family understand like, nope, we're good. I'm, I'm, I get to just be me. Yeah. Um, so that way you guys are successful and they don't feel so awkward about it. Mm-hmm. Especially if they're never used to seeing you have free time mm-hmm. too. Might be awkward. They might be waiting to see what, what is that going to be? Or yeah. like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> or like they show up at your doorstep. Like if you're a grown adult and like you're dad or whatever shows up at your doorstep i know you're used to that but imagine if you weren't and you're like holy shit did somebody die like why are you here yeah (laughs) yeah i'm honestly excited because i feel like um i'm gonna get a lot of coffee yeah uh he's gonna offer to drive me places probably (laughs) (laughs) you know like i think it's gonna be a good thing with my family just because I feel like we've figured out a lot of stuff. You prep for it. Yeah, we're all, we've been prepping for this. Uh, my dad's been prepping for retirement. My mom's been prepping. We're all prepping in a sense. So it's weird and it's kind of sad, but it's also, it's also kind of exciting. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for it, but also, also a little nervous. Yeah. yeah. But it'll be good. It'll be good. Hello, babysitters. Right. I'm just kidding. It'll it'll also be good. I'm not kidding, but you know, it'll be good. It's yeah. nice to have babysitters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'll that'll be fun, and we'll just we'll have more time in general. Yeah. And he'll bring us coffee. More <laughs> coffee. <laughs> that's that's it. That's the only thing is coffee. Because we need coffee. <laughs> He's probably gonna start chucking water bottles at us eventually, yeah. and be like, "I'm not bringing you any more coffee." <laughs> Your addicts. Uh, but, you know, start start thinking about that plan, you know, and 
continuing on, I think, from what last week we challenged you guys to start thinking about your hobbies. So hopefully you're doing that. Mm-hmm. And thinking about what you might have to look forward to. Yeah. And maybe you start, if you're, if you're getting closer to that retirement, maybe you start thinking about how uh, you also prep your family. Mm-hmm. What are their ideas for what retirement's going to look like? Mm-hmm. And how do you include them in on that process? Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you guys, or I guess talk at you guys. Uh, talk at you guys. Talk at you guys. <laughs> Happy listening. <laughs> uh, next week. Thanks for listening to 7525. This podcast is in no way affiliated with any other business or entity. As a reminder, this podcast does not take the place of mental health treatment. If you or somebody you love is struggling, please contact the National Suicide Hotline at 1-800-273-8255. You can also go to their website at suicidepreventionlifeline.org for texting or chat options. You can find us at 75.25 on Instagram or 75 backslash 25 on Facebook.